Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. This is the story of the Watt. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now, you're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. But I do want to uh, first start out and just say uh, thinking about uh, our quarterback, went out today again as he has for um, you know most of the 2023 season played the quarterback position um, as well as anybody in our league um, and just continued to build and build and build uh, you know we are fearing um, currently uh, he's, he's being evaluated and will be uh, into tomorrow we are feeling an Achilles uh, fearing an Achilles injury um, the severity of that I do not know at this point uh, but I know that's what you know our fear is in the moment, and we'll confirm uh, that uh, as soon as possible. That's Kevin O'Connell, Vikings coach, after Sunday's 24-10 win over the Green Bay Packers. Look, it's torn. It's torn. They know it's torn. Yeah. The, the MRI is just check-the-box yeah. formality. We, we knew saw it was it. torn. We saw right. it. I didn't notice it when it happened because we're watching a bunch of games at once. At yeah. one point, I see... Kirk Cousins hobbling to the sideline, wondering what happened. Is it an ankle or what? But you can see the you can oh. see the movement of the leg. You can see the, the snapping of the of band, it, right? like yes. a rubber band right. that just breaks. <clears throat> right. So, and he knew it right away. Yes, he did. And it it's just a damn shame for him because he had been playing the best football, not of his time with the Vikings, of his entire career. Yeah. That's what's so heartbreaking about it. But it's an older player injury. Mm-hmm. He's 35. He takes a lot of pounding. He plays through a lot. And it just finally it finally happened. And it's a damn shame because he really was playing well. And, you know, before he goes off on the card, he's rooting for the offense. Watch him. He's rooting for I the know, offense to try to score. Him. You know, he's supporting his team. He's a team player, man. And He's a good leader. And, and you know, I felt like at times yesterday, especially after he was out, because you know, Jaron Hall comes in cold. He's yeah. the rookie from BYU, fifth-round pick, six-foot. Tough spot. Yeah, and the defense kept stepping up. Yeah. The defense kept making plays. The defense is starting to turn a corner with Brian Flores. Definitely. So this team is now 4-4. Four and four. Mm-hmm. After being 1-4, and four, they've beaten the Bears, 
then the 49ers, and now the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. And I know the Packers aren't great this year, but it's still going into Lambeau Field and beating exactly the Green right. Bay Packers. It's not an easy situation thing to do. for them, right? So, what, what do you? I mean, what do you do? O'Connell did not commit to Jaron Hall as the starter after the game. Nick Mullins has one more game on injured reserve with a back injury before he's eligible to return. Sean Mann is on the practice squad. Yesterday I was told Colt McCoy is a name to watch because he came in for a workout recently. They signed Mannion to the practice squad instead, but McCoy has three years with O'Connell in Washington. 17 when O'Connell was the quarterback's coach. Right. 18 O'Connell was the quarterback's coach and passing game coordinator. 19, he was the offensive coordinator. Three years with Colt McCoy and Kevin O'Connell. Because you need somebody who knows the offense. You can't just grab a quarterback and say, we're going to coach him up and get him ready to go on Sunday at Atlanta. That's a huge game. Yeah. No, I mean, and and again, it's, you know, there's – Kevin O'Connell, that offense, they they got a lot of things that they put on the quarterback. That's why he loves Kirk Cousins so much. Kirk Cousins able to digest all of that and apply it to the football field and dice up defenses. I don't, you know, I don't care what they do. They get Colt McCoy. They trade Ryan Tan for try, Ryan Tannehill. Whoever you want to throw out there. He's got a bad ankle too. I know, right? But whoever you want to throw out there for everybody to think, oh well, they'll just get him in the lineup and you know they'll they'll continue to be a dangerous offense. Absolutely not. Kirk Cousins is the Vikings here. I mean, you know, it's, the defense isn't great. You don't run the ball that well. It's all about O'Connell and him coming up with pass game plans and dicing people up that way. That's where it's a shame. He was phenomenal yesterday. He really was. He was great. I said last week, Mike, I can't remember if I said it to you or on the podcast, but I went, I had more confidence in the Vikings making a run in the playoffs this year at three and four than I did last year when they were sitting there nine and one. Because my son and I were talking about Thursday night. Yeah. Oh, so I did tell you. Yeah, yeah. Because their their defense defense is better. Exactly. And their he's, offense he's seems better. Out the offense and you get Jordan Addison to go along with Justin Jefferson, who's right. coming back at some point. Exactly and he's right. figured out the offense, yeah. and it's hit the sweet spot, and he's got the same guy talking to him in his helmet. Right. It, it made a lot of sense, and how quickly it just disappears. And there's never a good time for it to happen, but and, – and there's not. There's, this is a horrible time. This isn't like, well, if it would have happened week 15 going into the playoffs, yeah, you're just done at that point. Right now – they got to figure out what to do, and there is no good option. And, and part of the problem is they're processing all of it a hundred times worse, a thousand times worse, 10,000 times worse than us. They're trying to deal with the grief that you're going to feel when you've got a quarterback who they believe is playing the best football of his career, is done for the year, they feel horrible for him, and at the same time, you got to, you got to, Oh, it's tough. Next train's coming down the, the tracks. Cycle, yeah, the psychological Six days to a trip to Atlanta. right. Yeah, and I, don't, I just don't know what you do. Is it Sean Mannion? I don't know. Do you bring in Colt McCoy? I don't know. Do you trade for somebody? Well, you got until 4 o'clock Eastern time yeah. on Tuesday. That's where it really hurts it. them that Nick Mullins on IR and just not able to play. At least he could feel like, hey, he could be a guy that, you know, would be ready, be able to run the offense against Atlanta and give you a fighting chance. Is there anybody out there you would try to trade for? Um, I, I mean, nobody pops to my head off, you know, just off the top of it here thinking about it. 
You know, but but I don't think there's anybody out there that like we're looking for like the magic bullet or whatever here. That's oh wait, there's that guy. They should make the move, right? I mean, like you know, teams are gonna to bring up people maybe like Drew Locke, and I want to go well, yeah. But Seattle's not gonna throw their season away to go. Oh hey, Vikings, your quarterback's hurt here. You know, here's our good backup. So you know, and if our quarterback is hurt, now we're screwed, right? So that that's not gonna happen. And and one thing the Vikings found out 2016 when Teddy Bridgewater suffered the horrible knee injury late August. They put their thumbs on the scale when you come sniffing around for a quarterback. They had to give up a one and a four to the Eagles to get Sam Bradford. Even though it's a different regime, there's enough similarity, it's the same ownership. You know, I I mean, this is a group that I was told yesterday they've decided, and we're not trading Daniel Hunter unless we get blown away because we got a team that can win. Why would we do it? The guy's great. We got a team that's competitive this year. And now you have to completely reconfigure your thought process while the clock ticks toward the trade deadline. If you're ever going to trade for anyone, you're going to do it now. There's not enough time to, I think, do it meaningfully. You know when I was asked me last night what I I would try to get Tom Brady to – come out of retirement for half a season and i'm not completely kidding i know you're not i'm more serious I than i am yesterday i tried to block it out of my brain I, when i heard you say but it. but i mean think about it think about it o'connell and brady were teammates at one point yeah. in new england right brady's mom is from minnesota he used yeah. to spend extended stretches of time in the summer in minnesota right, right. and not, not that not that the vikings i just allow yourself folks to think what it would look like right now yeah. with Jordan Addison, Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, KJ Osborne. The offensive line is doing a pretty good job. Yeah, they're pass protecting pretty good, right. Tom Brady's still got his arm, still in shape, half a season. And what the hell? What the hell? Come back and do it. I mean, it all depends upon what he's thinking two months yeah. into football yeah. season proceeding without him. This is the opportunity. He seems like he ain't thinking about much I know. of football when I follow his life right I, now. I know. Yeah. But, if so. there's, if, but if there's any temptation, right. this is it. And if not, so be it. But other than him, there's no, really there's nothing no they ma- can there's do. There's no magic fix here. You're exactly right. I don't see, I don't see one Colt either. McCoy is it. Right. I mean, the other one that has been interesting that's been thrown out there is like Kyler Murray. Right, but I go well. The the Packers aren't going to mortgage their future for Kyler Murray Vikings. right now at this moment. Right? I, I wish the I wish me. the Packers were the ones the who were having aren't to deal with that this and mortgage their future for Kyler Murray, who's just coming off injury and all of that. So that's not going to happen. It's too much of a decision to make. It, it's it too much to do. You're gonna you're right. You're gonna have to give up multiple first round picks exactly or whatever right. it is. You you you're gonna stare down and posture and negotiate you got a day and a half yeah you don't have time to do it no I, I don't think it's happening either I, I feel bad for the Vikings like you said Kirk Cousins was on fire he played great yesterday that was really domination of, uh throughout I mean the game shouldn't even have been 24 to 10 really and it, it, hey to flip this over to the other side just real quick Mike because, hey, we, we're all feeling for you, Kirk Cousins. You're the man. You're having a great year, and I'm really sorry for your injury. I really am. Uh, you were really playing as good as I've ever seen you, that's for sure. But uh, the, the, the Packers, right? Jordan Love, that, th- th- that's getting to an interesting point here. I, and, again, I'm not one. I know how hard it is to play quarterback in the NFL. I tried to play, and I wasn't that damn good at it. It's, str- it's hard. It is. But it's, it's week eight right? It's 
doesn't look like it's going in the right direction with Jordan Love. It doesn't have a great look. They can't run the ball, and they're trying to manage him at the same time and, and trying to put him in positions of success, but within doing that, not doing a whole lot on the offensive side of the ball or being complex there. And, yeah, I mean, again, they just got no offense to speak of on a consistent basis. Your Vikings defense did a good job. You know, they got the one interception off of Jordan Love by Metellus, which is actually an unbelievable interception, not a bad throw by Jordan Love. But the inconsistencies of the Packer offense, uh, it's even more than I thought it would be. It really is. And I wonder with them if they're going to start talking or getting Sean Clifford ready to go, hey, you might need to come in here if we go through another first half like we did yesterday where Jordan Love and the offense are, are that inept. Peter King and I were talking about this on Friday, the limited time that quarterbacks now have to figure it out before they get thrown yeah. overboard. Right. This is Jordan Love's first year starting after three years of sitting on the bench, after being a first-round pick. I don't know how much you give him. I know. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's and, a good question. And this question. is one of those where there's no owner in Green Bay to get extra impatient. Yeah. They can kind of go along. This is our plan. We have a lot invested. Let's give this guy a chance. Let's give him, you know, another full off season as the guy. Let's put some pieces around him. Game's going to slow down. He's going to have more opportunities. I just to wonder play. if they're going to double down. Like, I think they'll double be, down because of like you know because of what you're. We got rid of Rodgers for this guy, and we traded up to get him in the first round, and did all and those things. And there's no owner there that, that can say, say no. Exactly right. This is our plan. It's like a corporate strategy. It's a mission statement. We took all this time to make it. Damn it, we're going to stick with it for now. That, that that that's that's where I worry about them there in that scenario. And and it might be too early. I'm just bringing it out there that even though it's week seven games in, and it is year four for him. And I know he didn't play for three years. It looks worse than it should when you lay out that scenario. That's all I'm saying. Jordan Love has some physical abilities I like, but you know the throwing and the decision-making is a little all over the place, and that's leading to a Green Bay offense that scares nobody in football. I think they need more evidence before they make a change yeah. because what if they would and he would go somewhere else and be great? I just think they need to be patient with him. And we've seen this with other quarterbacks. Sometimes that little extra time is all that it needs. You don't get five years anymore like Terry Bradshaw did. It would be nice to get three. Sometimes you don't even get that. Sometimes you don't get two. Trey Lance didn't even get – he got two. Yeah. And they decided we're moving on right. from him in San Francisco. All right. Let's take a break. Superlatives time for week eight when this Monday edition of PFT Live continues right after this. Spooky music. Spooky music. There he is. The best Halloween costume you'll see. The little kid sprinting away, Mike McDaniel style, looking at the camera. A little the smile, big watch he's got and on. off he goes. Damn. Off he goes. He's that is awesome. Mike McDaniel. He's that is way awesome. Faster. Well done. That really is. What a cute kid. Too. Well done, parents of the kid who said, hey, we got an idea for you, Jimmy. This is what you're going to be for Halloween. But I like it. I love it. It's great. I can't tell how old the kid is, but I'm sure the kid didn't think of it. I'm sure it's one of those things I would, parents I, thought I, Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, but right? I think it's great. It I think it's great. awesome. It well is. done. Well done. Mike McDaniel having an effect on all of Miami. Do you, do you still dress up do a halloween thing i don't you know like where i live in greenwich connecticut the houses are very spread apart right um and people don't really trick or treat we decorate our house 
uh, I mean, we really get into it, but it's not a trick-or-treat house in our area. Like, my kids will go to another part of town where the houses are a little close together, and they'll rack it up there. And, no, I haven't dressed up in a long time. I've never gone to, like, an adult Halloween party where you have to get dressed up. Like, I refuse to do it. Not that I've been invited to many, but I have no desire. <laughs> Why would you refuse to, to do it? Because I have no desire to go through the extra stress of everything else I have going on in my life, worrying about what my costume's going to be, where I'm going to get it, what I'm going to do with it when I'm done. So stressful. I just, I, mean, I don't like it. would you shut up I over just there? Don't, I don't okay. Like yeah, you'd I'll make take a nice candy. Count Dracula. You'd look good as him. You should do that. All right, next Frankenstein. Year. <laughs> All you need is the bolts in your neck. <laughs> you got the head for it. I do. I got the same on forehead. The forehead. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Maybe next year. Frankenstein and Dracula hanging out talking about football on the Monday of Halloween week. All right, superlatives time. What do you got? The future is now. That's right. The future is now, and that is specifically to the Tennessee Titans and what we saw from Will Levis yesterday. I mean, come on. You kidding me? First game ever, starting quarterback, playing the Atlanta Falcons, a top 10 defense in football, and you throw four touchdown passes? And not like I threw a screen and the guy ran 60 yards. Like, hey, I'm pumping and throwing a 50-yard ball in the air to DeAndre Hopkins. That was offensive pass interference first off. This has to stop at the NFL. It has to stop. The referees have to start calling offensive pass interference. He bear-hugged the guy and headlocked him and then got open. But nonetheless, good throw by Will Levis. Here again, on the money to Hopkins, shallow cross, accurate throw to keep him running the fo- keep him running after the catch. All right, 14-9. He kind of felt like, ooh, is Atlanta going to come back in this one? They run a little double move, an in-cut and go. Levis lets it go, throws the ball high in those deep routes, lets guys run under it. And then his fourth touchdown, Mike, Kind of running to the right, throws it back across the field to Westbrook Aquino, which was maybe my favorite one of the day. But hey, they got something here in Will Levis, and let's see where it goes. I, you know, I, I would think they're looking at it, going, "Wait, we're not going to the Super Bowl this year." Ryan Tannehill's hurt. No, I think they like Malik Willis, but I think the fact that they played him primarily through the game shows me that they like this guy more. And that's why I say the future is now. I think they didn't like Malik Willis last year. I think Mike Vrabel didn't like him. Right. I think it was a John Robinson special. Yeah, use that's your what quote. I say. Right, but he grew on him. He grew on him because right. he busted his ass Worked in the offseason. The right showed up, right, leaner. Yeah, you know, definitely improved athletic, his game. Right, and was the number two guy. But now that they had that two week period, and Levis told me after the game that the practices they had before their bye week break was a little rough. When he came back, got reps with the ones, started to click, and now they've got Thursday night at Pittsburgh. He told me that Mike Vrabel told them they had until the top of the hour to celebrate yesterday. So the game ends at 3.15 Central Time. And I'm talking to him five minutes to four, and he said, we've got five minutes to celebrate. And then it's focus fully on Pittsburgh. they got to go to Pittsburgh, and they may or may not have Kenny Pickett on Thursday night when the Steelers line up against the Titans, but Will Levis, they found something. And now, rest of this year should be, let's see what we can do I, with him. I think him. so. That's right. See, see what he's got. Grow him. You know, see if you can you know, go, go the rest of the year with him playing and him continuing to get better to where you can get to the offseason this year and go, man, we got something. And now we can build the rest of our team around him and fill in some other holes, which they need to do, as we know, in Tennessee. Vrabel's one of the best coaches in football. Big win by them yesterday. And he doesn't carry that pressure of first-round pick. Yeah. They were going to take him, right. I think, 10th overall. Right. Peter Skoronsky was there, yeah. so they draft him. 
And then, lo and behold, he just Levis makes it all the way out of the round. Right. Titans trade up and get him. And after yesterday, so far, so good. All right. This is the you probably should cover Tyreek Hill award. We've seen this <laughs> twice in a week now where they have two guys in position to cover him. Yeah. But there's no ultimate effort to cover him. We saw him run through bracketed coverage against the Eagles right. last Sunday night. And then Bill Belichick Does and the again. Patriots. Tyree Kill zips right through there. Tyree Kill doing Tyree Kill things. And why, why do you not have somebody at the line of scrimmage disrupting him every single time? Rerouting him, hitting him, just making it a little harder for him to get off the line of scrimmage because if you give this guy a free release, he's going to kill you. He's yeah. probably going to kill you anyway. Yeah, that's right. But at least make it a little harder for him. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I, I do think teams... Look at that. I mean, it's... He it's blew right by, like... And I, they know what's coming. I know. You know, but, uh, you know, like you said, they, teams get, oh, double coverage. I got him if he goes inside. I got him if he goes outside. And nobody's Wait, got him when he goes right between us. got him when he goes straight, yeah. right? And that's yeah. what we've kind of seen two weeks in a row here. You know, let alone they didn't cover Jalen Waddle on a touchdown late in the football game, too. So maybe they should cover somebody there in New England. Uh, Miami, just too much talent for the Patriots. Patriots still self-inflicted wounds, right? Mac Jones, the game was in the balance, still bad interception to Jalen Ramsey when they were in field goal range and driving down. That was a big moment. But I, I, I've never seen anything like Tyree Kill in the NFL. I mean, he's special. And, you know, there was that weird moment last week when Tua Tonga-Vailoa suggested he was going to miss time. We'll get him back down the line, and we're like, oh my gosh, we're not going to have him this weekend. We're not going to have him in Germany when the Chiefs and the Dolphins get together, but he was back and as good as ever, and and uh, he's on pace to set the single season receiving yardage record, and A.J. Brown's on pace to do it, too. That's it's amazing. It really, they're, they're, you know, as I said last week, I know Justin Jefferson's hurt right now. I, I think I caused a little bit of a ruckus online, but you know, I, you give me two receivers to take right now, right off the top of my head. I'm going with Tyree Kill in the second. I'm going with A.J. Brown. They're unstoppable. I don't care what the play is, what it is. They can do more than what's asked. They got physical abilities that just other receivers in football don't. Tyreek's is more based in speed. A.J.'s is more based in strength and power, but they're both phenomenal. Um, all right, my next superlative, some badass cats. You know, you know what they said? They said, put this kitty litter in your pasta and meatballs and eat it, all right? I picked the Jaguars to win. Yeah, they didn't believe it, all right? Jackson DeVille, he texted me. He said, hey, that asshole, Florio, I think he still thinks the Steelers are going to win. But but, but really, I, I think you know this. I'm a believer in the Jacksonville Jaguars. I look at the Jacksonville Jaguars, and again, I know they're not perfect yet. And I think a lot of that is still because they're a very young football team on both sides of the ball. But I look at them and go, they're complete. I don't know. I don't look at one oh, area. Cut me in a yawn on camera. Sorry. <laughs> Good. Got it. Long, it's been right? a long week. See, Go ahead. That's where, that's where the, the Jags wanted to show you. But, but the, I look at the Jags and go, where's the weakness of the football team? Other than them maybe being young and stupid every now and then, right? But they – and that game yesterday was – it was – it looked like for a while I was going, oh, my gosh, they are kicking the crap out of the Steelers. And here we are. It's 9-3. to three, And the Steelers are hanging around. How is that possible? You know, and the Jags still can be a little loose with the ball at times. It, I mean, Trevor had a bad interception when they were down there close inside the 10-yard line and threw it in the end zone, right? Bigsby fumbled another time as they were driving uh, the, run, the rookie running back. So they made some mistakes, but I still look at them and go, man, that defense has got talent across the board. ATN is one of the best running backs in the game. Trevor Lawrence continues to get better and better. 
I mean, and they just they have they can do it any way they want. And we're seeing the receivers on a weekly basis have a consistent output of production too. You know, Evan Ingram is one of the best tight ends of football. ATN run game, pass game, phenomenal. We saw Calvin Ridley yesterday. They're spreading the ball around. I think the Jaguars are up there with the top teams in football. I, I'm, I have no problem with saying that. I don't look at an area of their team and go, oh, if they play this kind of team, they're going to be outmatched. They have it all. I think it's just still about, you know, st- stupid mistakes, being a little smarter, and, uh, you know, learning how to play battle-tested football. They, I, I forgot they had the other turnover. Evan Ingram, what are they, inside the 12 or 15-yard line? He catches the shovel pass and gets hit and fumbles too. But, you're, you know, your Steelers tried to hit it into existence, but they couldn't overcome the but, talent but of the Jags. But it did feel like did. another one of those games right. where the offense is horrible, yeah. the defense is great, circumstances happen in a way that the Steelers outscore the opponent. It didn't help that Kenny Pickett got injured and left the game and Mitch Trubisky had to come in and there's concern he may miss – Thursday night's game against the Tennessee Titans and Will Levis. Jaguars entering their bye week. Yeah. When they come out of their bye. Yeah. 49ers oh, come to town. Jeez. What a game. What a game. What a right. game. So both teams are coming off the bye in Jacksonville. That is a game. Kind of like a Super Bowl. Holy Two cow. Two weeks to get ready for it. Hey. Hey. I, you know. I, I One o'clock Eastern kickoff. I think the Jaguars are Super Bowl caliber. I do. I'm just going to put that out there right now. I mean, again, we saw last year Christian Kirk catches a post route late in the Chiefs game. It's going to be a nail-biter where you're going, oh, my gosh, they're going to pull off the upset against the, the Kansas City Chiefs. They can make a run in the playoffs. There's no team I look at in the AFC where I go, ooh, if they match up with them, that's bad. You know, they have built a great roster, and, and Doug Peterson's got them believing there. My next one is the best player no one's talking about oh. award, and that is Saints receiver. Good for you. Rashid Shahid. Yeah. Who kind of had a stat line that reminded me of Randy, of Randy Moss 25 uh, yeah. years yeah, ago. Right. Three catches, 153 yards, one touchdown. The, the big difference is it wasn't three touchdowns, just one. But three for 153. Are you kidding me? He caught the long touchdown pass from Derek Carr. There's another long gain from Carr. And then that weird play. Where it looked like he got stripped. Interception. interception. And then they gave him the catch. The ruling on the field was interception. And after further review, they called it a catch. That was a throw from Taysom Hill, I believe, a 44-yarder. So this guy just keeps showing up. How can they call it it a catch if you haven't gotten done finished surviving the ground? Right, the catch is not complete if nobody's there until you survive the ground. Uh, he didn't even survive the ground. I know, and the guy took it out of his hands. See, that's where there's a little loophole in that, and they need to fix that language. You've got to keep possession of the ball through the act of going to the ground, right. and if you don't, so here's your point, and I like this. Yeah, if the rule is you must maintain possession through the act of going to the ground, but somehow you have surrendered possession because it's simultaneous possession with the defensive back. How have you kept possession? So now we're just giving it, you have two hands on the ball and the knee is down and all of a sudden you got possession. So we're going to change the basis of the rule. I think it's too conflicting here. I think you're onto something. Yeah. What would the end result be? Incompletion? Well, or or that should have been an interception. Either way, the ball didn't hit the ground. Right, the ball didn't hit the ground. Right. Somebody got that Somebody ball. Somebody got the ball. Right. That was one of the weird plays of the day yesterday. It's a loophole in how the NFL is calling that right now, and they need to figure that out. That should have been an interception. That was a big moment of the game. But to your point, 
Rashid Shahid is special. Yeah. I mean, it's every week we watch him go running by defenses on big plays. He's the best receiver on that football team. He's the best weapon they have on that football team. And, you know, that, that was the first time I looked at the Saints and went, that's what I expected their offense to look like. Running the ball, physical. Derek Carr got out of the dink and dunk crap and took some shots down the football field. And that was the first time all year I went, they kind of potentially looked the way I thought they would look, and maybe they can build something from there. And they had the cameras on him all day. And oh, everybody. Behavior. Everybody wanted to do There was no, what are you that. doing, and, and, uh, and uh, facial expressions and gestures and whatnot. All right, do we have time for one more each real quickly? How about, yeah, go ahead. Well, Give me one more. I, I'm, I'm going to go to, you know, the Seattle, the four quarters of chewing gum okay it's just Pete Carroll the Seattle Seahawks they don't ever give up they jump out to an early lead in the football game uh defense makes a few turnovers Geno's on fire but I mean after early second quarter the Browns absolutely controlled the football game I mean the Seahawks couldn't do Jack Diddley squat uh, they really couldn't. The Browns were all over everything, even though the Seahawks looked awesome in those uniforms. But they hang around. They hang in there. Uh, their defense makes a ton of stops. And then it becomes this play, third and three, with a three-point lead. And they try to, the Cleveland Browns try to jam a slant over the middle, which was going to be dicey if it doesn't get tipped in the air. Interception, short field for the Seahawks. Seahawks didn't do anything since the end of the first quarter and they're in the biggest moment five play 57 yard drive by geno smith uh seahawks five and two and you know it's never perfect by the seahawks they continue to get better but i think the thing this is what i like about the seahawks and i I think you feel the same way as i do you know they're, they're not a perfect machine but they play hard their coach is a psycho they replicate that and they got playmakers on both sides of the ball so even though sometimes I go, oh, I wish their offense had a little more creativity. Oh, I wish their defense was a hair more sound. You break it down, you go, Ben, the guys they got on offense can, can change games. And then they got some guys on defense, you know, whether that's Witherspoon, uh, you know, uh, uh, the, uh, Tariq Woolen, you know, Jordan Reek. Brooks. Tariq now. Tariq? Tariq. Okay, sorry about that. Reek Woolen. You, you talk about that. They got guys, again, like we talk about, that can go above and beyond what the play is asked, and that's where they're dangerous. They're 5-1 and one since losing week one somehow to the Rams. Yeah. So they're in first place in the NFC it's Crazy, West. right? And remember, starting Thanksgiving night yeah. on NBC and Peacock, Gauntlet. 49ers, Cowboys, 49ers, yeah. Eagles. That's the Seahawks. Four games. We'll learn a lot about them then. Right, last one for me, simmer down David Tepper. You finally got your win with Bryce Young. You got your win with the guy that you took over C.J. Stroud. And we know it was you. We know it was you. You can you can I'm not going to say We know it was we you. Know. We know it was you, David. And that's okay. You, you broke my heart. You can do, Fredo, you can do whatever <laughs> you want with your football team, but we know that you wanted Bryce Young, and Make for one right day, there. it finally worked. Adam Thielen with a big game, Eddie Pinheiro with the game-winning field goal, and the Panthers get their first win of the season. <laughs> it's, it's great, the piggyback ride, the ride celebration. Yeehaw! Congratulations, Bryce Young. Yeah. And uh, bad loss for the Texans, who were very much in the thick of things right. and now they, they well they're gonna have some work to do anyway but that's a game they should have won yeah well it felt like it but you know we know the nfl carolina off a of bye week desperation 
I think the Bryce Young, wait, we want to make sure we look like we made the first, the right pick there. All of that, uh, you know, I think helped out Carolina. Houston, a young team, still learning how to kind of handle success. Carolina's defense is real. So they're a pain in the butt, and you saw that yesterday. Houston couldn't really get anything going in the run game or the pass game throughout. Carolina's offense wasn't anything special, but Bryce Young, he definitely outdueled C.J. Stroud yesterday. He made some of the more eye-popping plays and throws. It wasn't pretty, uh, but the, the last drive of the game was really, I mean, a six-minute, 20-second drive, 15 plays, 86 yards to close out the game when you were down by a point. That was clutch right there, and Bryce Young made a few clutch plays down the stretch to, to solidify the win. Making the most of their bye week and the shift to Thomas Brown as the play caller. Frank Reich That's giving right. that up, and yep. it's, it's worked. So far, so good, yeah. and it's something they can use to try to build on. Let's take a break. When we return, fly, Eagles, fly. fly. Eagles, Commanders, Cowboys, Rams, PFT Live, back after this. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait but marines will always be there they are the constant in the chaos no matter the battlefield marines adapt to win defeating every shifting threat protecting our nation's future the few the proud the marines the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. And it wasn't pretty at all. Now, this is the National Football League, and it's, it's, it's tough to win games. Um, we came into it a, a road game uh, and, ended up, and ended up winning. Um, but we have a lot of work to do to make sure that we're continuing to climb. Hey, Nick, I wanted your hoodie from last week. I don't want that. You can keep that one. This is the one. You should wear this everywhere. You should wear it every game, every practice, wear it to bed, wear it in the shower. You should wear it all the time. This thing is awesome. Somebody said I should have gotten a large. I don't know. I like Excel. I like having some room here. It's a, it's a little baggy on you, but yeah, I think you're okay. But that's what a hoodie's supposed it's to supposed be. It's supposed to be. right. I know it's supposed to be comfortable. You're right. And yeah, like you don't know. Like It's getting cold. You might put something underneath that that's a little thicker. You need yes. it to fit, right? So I, I hear you. You're okay. You look good. I'd tell you if you look like a fool, right? Most days you look like oh, a fool. You Today I you look know, okay. I know. Thank you. Well, I'll just wear this every day. <laughs> you're wearing you're wearing uh, the Howie Roseman pants today too. No, aren't they? these no these. Oh, fit. these one fit. These okay, fit. okay, these good. Fit. All right, good. He right. bought some new pants. Look at this. No, no, I just have a pair. Found some fit. older ones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Eagles defeat the Commanders, thirty-eight to thirty-one. The Eagles are now seven and one. Jalen Hurts four touchdowns. Still looks a little off. 
Jay Glazer running, reported right? that yeah. it's a knee bruise, a bone bruise. He's been dealing with it for four weeks. They haven't put him on the injury report. I just think that's stubbornness. I really do. Yeah. Because everybody knows he's injured at this point. He's working his way through it. It helps to have A.J. Brown. We talked about him earlier. Incredible. First beast. guy ever to have six games in a row of 125 or more receiving yards. Incredible. I think he's on pace to set the single season record as well. He Both he and Tyree. he yeah. and Tyree kill right. you. I mean, you start cracking up 125 a game. You do six straight games and 125 a game. Yeah, you're on pace to break every record. Yeah, I mean, look at this. I mean, it's just you know, one he can get open and separate, but when he doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's like just throw him the ball anyways. The body control, the strength, everything about him uh, to me is is it's unmatched. He really is. I, I like I said earlier. I think he and Tyreek and Justin Jefferson, when he's healthy, are kind of in a class of their own. I do. I, I think they know how to use the system to help themselves. They're smart. They read coverages. And then they have the physical ability to kind of do whatever they want on the football field. The Eagles, like, continue to, you know, the one thing, and, and Jason Garrett said this last night, and I thought it was a really good point, the, compared to the 49ers. The Eagles show different ways of being able to win the game, right? The 49ers have kind of showed us like McCaffrey and that doesn't, they can't run the ball and do that and play from ahead a little bit. I don't know. They don't look their best. The Eagles, it just doesn't matter. They went down 14 to three in this football game and they were making mistakes and Washington, for whatever reason, plays their best against the Eagles and then plays below average against everybody else. Uh, You know, Sam Howell came out on fire. The Eagles were making mistakes, right? Kenneth Gainwell fumbled once inside the five yard line. They fumbled the tush push unfumbled the snap as they were going in to score one time, and Washington recovered that. So they make mistakes, but they're so damn good, and they make so many big plays on both sides of the ball. It does not even matter. And here they are, the Eagles. We are good. The whole year we've been going, they don't look their best. They don't look like last year, and they're clearly stating they're still the best team in football. I said last night when we did our recap, yeah. I, I think back to draft day 2022 and – Mike Vrabel and the oh the old neck, neck, oh his, the neck thing yeah. like yeah his brain's still short circuiting from that like what were what were they thinking what were they thinking? I don't they got too cute for their own good you you draft a guy and he develops into a great player the whole idea of the draft is that each player you take is a lottery ticket you hope becomes a winner when it becomes a winner you know the difference is the player gets the jackpot you have to pay out the jackpot but you want to pay out the jackpot you got to pay out the money anyway yeah, right uh, well yeah I thought it was Funny last week when Nick Sirianni said he thanked Eagles owner Jeffrey Lurie for the hundred million dollars to sign AJ Brown. The money's going to go to somebody anyway. It's just a question of who it goes to. Yeah. You have to spend it. Right. And the Titans made the decision instead of spending it on AJ Brown, they would just trade him for a first round pick that they used for Traylon Burks to be the replacement for AJ Brown. Why, when you have a guy that's already proven what he can do, and he's been even better in Philadelphia, and the Eagles, yeah, despite the fact that they haven't looked great. Most of the year, they keep winning, and they look great yesterday. And all that matters is at least one more point than the other team. And right. here they are with the best record in football through eight weeks. They're at 7-1, and one, and no one else has only one loss. Yeah, they just they make plays in the big moments. You know, and when, when it's a big moment, the Eagles come through. That's the one uh, – really, I, I feel like that's been the story you know, for two years running here other than the Super Bowl where Kansas City was like, wait, it's big moments. We make big plays too. We're kind of that team. Sam Howell was phenomenal yesterday. I mean, they were dicing up the Eagles' defense. I mean, at one point, I think Sam Howell was like 20 for 21 or 19 for 20 or something like that. I mean, they were having their way. But 
as the game went on and Philly keeps hanging in there and they hang and hang and hang, right? Here's the, some of the highlights. I mean, they came out throwing the ball. There goes Jahan, or Terry McCorn behind uh, Bradbury, touchdown. They ran the ball well early. They got the ball to Jahan Dotson. I think that's what's coming here, right here, right? How looked great. Everything was on the up and up. I mean, they really were. They were playing phenomenal. They were protecting better than I've seen them protect all year. But as the game went on and the Eagles continue to just hang around and keep the pressure on you, what happens? Oh, now you try to force a ball, right? He throws an interception that was bad to Blankenship. He missed a few throws on a drive to tie the game on a fourth down. You know, late in the football game, here was kind of a, a garbage time late touchdown. Um, but, yeah, the Eagles just got too much firepower on both sides of the ball. Hurts is phenomenal. If they don't run the ball at their best, Hurts in the passing game have gotten to a spot here where they go, well, we can throw for 340 and four touchdowns. It's no big deal. And then I, the defense is going to find a moment to make a big play. I mentioned earlier yeah. that this week with all teams playing, yeah. there were only two games involving both teams over 500. Right. Next Sunday, get your rest this week, folks. Yeah. Because it starts at 930 in the morning. I know. With the 6-2 and two Dolphins. And the six and two Chiefs right, from Germany. Right. Then at one o'clock, it's the five and two Seahawks at the six and two Ravens. Yikes. Then at four twenty five Eastern, it's the five and two Cowboys at the seven and one Eagles. Wow, I didn't even then, realize that was coming up. But there's more. Prime time next week. The five and three Bills Woo! at the four and three Bengals. Woo! Get ready. I'm excited. Get your rest. Yep. Eat all your Halloween candy. Get it out of your system. Or save some of it for Sunday. Well, right, but you don't games. want to go into a post Halloween candy sugar. <laughs> yeah, you don't want yeah, that. You right. want to be able to lock in from nine thirty AM until eleven thirty at night. That's fourteen hours next week. There that next week that's that's, that's a pretty, great Sunday. Damn good. That's a great Sunday. It well is. done. Yeah. NFL. It almost makes up. Not quite for the Sunday that was. Okay. Uh, speaking of the Cowboys. Yeah, let's talk about it. The them. Cowboys did what the Cowboys do. When the Cowboys win, this is how they're going to win. They get up on you early. They release the hounds. The defense is unstoppable. The, the offense of the other team starts skewing heavily toward the pass, which plays right into the Cowboys' hands defensively. And the next thing you know, it's 43-20. to 20. And frankly, it was worse than 43-20. to 20. It was an ass-kicking, and there was some garbage time points by the Rams that made it look better than it was. There, there, you know, there's something to be said, I mean, like with what you're saying. I mean, it, it's impressive. I mean, Dallas is just the ultimate momentum team. And once they kind of get it rolling, it's like, forget it. It's an avalanche. That's what's amazing. They, they need to learn how to win the ugly games. That, that's what we, I think we need to see more from Dallas. But, I mean, their point differential and some of their wins other than the Chargers game is insane. I mean, it's insane. Dak Prescott played great. We know that. Big throws. Right now, I will say I think they they loosened up and made more big throws because they had a lead and they were like, "Hey, let's let's push the ball down the field. Let's play with this a little bit." This is how explosive the Dallas Cowboys are. It is ten to three, and we sat there early on in the football game and we let a, the Rams were doing some good things on defense. The Cowboys on their first touchdown drive got very fortunate, I thought, with some bad calls that went against the Rams. We went. Rams march right back down. They kick a field goal. Cowboys go on an okay drive, kick a field goal. It's 10-3, to 3, right? But here's where the game and the Cowboys just absolutely explode. 
Stafford throws a bad pick six to Cooper Cup, right? Which, I mean, like, threw it inside and missed him by three or four feet. They go three and out. I just want to make sure I get this right. They go three and out. So, yeah, yeah. They, they get the pick six, 17 to three. Three and out. The punt gets blocked. Safety. Now it's 19 to three. They kick the ball off after the punt block safety. Turbin returns it all the way down the field to like the 13 yard line, and they score another touchdown two plays later. The game was 10 to three, and literally three minutes of clock time went by, and it was 26 to three. That's how explosive Dallas is. And here it is. Deron Bland is a comfortable corner on an island, and he makes plays like this as much as we've seen anybody in football here, Mike. Like, like to your point, they just got talent across the board and some playmakers. It is amazing. They've been without Trayvon Diggs and will be without him the rest of the year, and Bland has been great. He's had, I think, three pick sixes this three. year. The record right. is four. He's got half a season to catch it and or beat it. And I look back at the Cowboys' wins, all but one, Yeah, the Chargers game right. from a couple of Monday nights ago or blowouts. Oh. When they win, they blow you out. Yeah. When they're in an ugly, close, hard-fought game, when you can withstand the early onslaught, right. then you can the pass potentially rush, the chaos, all of they that. can You're be right. had. To use the That's phrase right. that Jerry Jones used last week about the 49ers, they can be had. The Cowboys can be had if you don't get your ass kicked early. That, if it, you can hang around, it, it, they, they get a little wobbly and they don't get loose. They don't that confidence and hey, this is working, this is working, it all works, and the next thing you know, That's right. you're done. You got when you play the Cowboys, you have to come into the game of a little bit. And because I've had conversations with coaches around this, you got to have the frame of mind of going, our offense is actually going to be a little defensive, right? We're not going to let the Cowboys defense win the game for them and put them in these positions where it's just like one play touchdown or pick six or strip sack. And now we got the ball on the six yard line. That's where they're dangerous. And that's where when I talk to coach friends that are always, that's their number one concern. I don't want to let their defense get it going and then it just jump starts their whole football team. And we saw that yesterday with the pick six. And then they just started steamrolling the Rams offensive line. And Micah and company were all over Stafford. And Stafford was getting human abuse as that game went on. And finally just took too many hits and had to check out of the game. Well, thumb injury that was wrapped heavily. It happened in the second quarter. He was back in the third quarter. What did they do with throwing him a pass? I mean, that's the last guy you do the Philly special with. He's like the tin man. And I mean this in a respectful way. He is constantly banged up. He is constantly injured. I suspect he goes home and just puts ice on it and doesn't say anything to anybody. Yeah. But that thumb, that thumb's the problem. Here he is making catch. the catch and He's lunging for the end zone. SOB, he is. He is. About, I got a ton of respect yeah. for the fact that he will play through anything. He will just keep going. And it had to kill him to not be able to finish that game. But, you know, you got a banged-up thumb, and you're diving for the, the end yeah. zone with the banged-up thumb. So From Dallas, he wanted to put on a better showing, but yet the Cowboys... We'll return the one, the one game that Christopher David Sims does not want to talk about today. The not-quite-miracle at the Meadowlands, but it was miraculous it was mir- for the it was Jets. A miracle. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. You love that, Up don't yours, you? okay? <laughs> for your butt, Joe Boo. More PFD Live right after this. <laughs> The snap clean, the placement down, the kick is up, and the kick hooks to the left, but it's gone! And the Jets win it in overtime, and honestly, I'm not sure how! 
One of the ugliest offensive games in recent memory. The Giants, for crying out loud, had minus nine passing yards. The Jets win in overtime, 13-10. to 10. That kick still didn't look good, but it did pass it's through. Gag Zerline, Greg, or Gag as the case may be, <laughs> barely made that kick. Um, that game was just weird. Oh, my God. And you made an excellent point during go the right break. There? Let's yeah. go right there. All right. The Giants, and I hadn't even thought of this, and I'm disappointed I hadn't thought of it because it's so obvious. Hey, keep hanging with me. You'll get as smart as me uh, one day, okay? The Giants should have kicked off to start overtime. There was no friggin' way the Jets were scoring a touchdown. How's it that close? How's it that close? It's a no-brainer. It's bright. People have been the Jets aren't scoring think. a touchdown. That's the only way the Giants don't get an opportunity, and if you can hold the Jets short field field goal right you do what the jets did exactly the formula plays out the exact same way it just plays out in your favor i i, I think uh, i got no you know brian dayball uh, they did an unbelievable job managing the football game yesterday i mean the fact that they were winning the game with minus nine yards passing in 2023 where the league is set up to basically like you're gonna get passing yards no matter what is astounding so they managed the game. They were tough running the football. Saquon ran tough. And the defense and Wink Martindale were out of this world good. Out of this world good. You know, unfortunately, Graham Gano missing a 35-yard field goal at the end of regulation. Uh, he's been great, but he's dealing with a little injury. He's been off this year. He's not. But, yes, as we got into overtime, I sat there. And we were kind of talking to us, and you, I don't know, you might have been maybe talking to somebody in the hallway or whatever, because I did bring it up in the, in the viewing room. And then last night on the podcast, I talked about it, just going, hey, the game was a field position game. Nobody was driving the ball on anybody. It was just like, can we get in field position? Can, can our defense give us the ball to maybe where we can get one play to get us in field goal range, or maybe just something crazy happens and we actually score a touchdown? I think that's one where the Giants will go back today and go, man, maybe we should have kicked off to start overtime. Like you said, get the ball back, hopefully. Well, yeah, Yeah. you explained it the right way. Get the ball back around midfield, and then you hope Saquon can make one run, and now you have an opportunity to kick a field goal to win the football game. I certainly think that can be questioned a little bit. Tommy DeVito, the name of Joe Pesci's character in Goodfellas, that is actually the name, Tommy DeVito. It wasn't his real name, the mobster's real name. It was Tommy, I can't remember the the last name. I was just watching the Get Gaudy. Uh, documentary on Netflix, and they mentioned Tommy, oh, the whatever real his guy. last okay, name, the real you, Tommy's you, last name. But Tommy, Tommy DeVito, uh, because Tyrod Taylor suffered a rib cage injury, taken to the hospital, stayed overnight. Ooh. So we'll see how Tyrod's doing. Daniel Jones already out with a neck injury. Tyrod had started three straight games in place of Daniel Jones. Tommy DeVito, what can you what can you expect yeah, it's in a that tough set situation. against the Jets defense? Right, and and then. You know, through it all, Gano misses the field goal. 24 seconds left. Oh. Zach Wilson gets them in position. And I asked him, what were you thinking on that play yeah. where Alan Lazard pops open and he could have run out of bounds? He said, I wasn't really thinking anything. Like, I'm just running around. Yeah. And I see Alan, and he didn't know how much time was on the clock. He said, typically they want 12 seconds. They had nine seconds when the play ended. It was a little – I, you know – I still think it's weird. It's a that big you throw left. right here. We gotta right. let's this unpack is, yes, this. Yes, yes. Kayvon Thibodeau going off sides, who played awesome kills the yesterday, clock. Kills, kills the, the clock. clock. That gave the Jets a chance. That now, was a huge moment. And there's Alan Lazard open, and he gets down. 
to the 17. Tick, 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 tick. Watch the official come in and just touch the ball. They let the center spot it. The official just touched it, which seems very perfunctory to me. Like, why do you even have to touch it if it's spotted in the right place? Why do you have to put your hand on it? Right. But he came in. It was shades of the Cowboys 49ers game a couple of years ago in the playoffs where they didn't let the umpire get through. That got in the way of the referee. You have to understand the guy's got to get through to do it. Right. He got through. He touched it. They spiked it with one second left. And... Uh, they were able to kick the field goal to force overtime. It yeah. really was something. It was unbelievable. I mean, it really was. It was a heartbreaker for as a Giants fan. You felt like we were going to gut it out and find a way to win there. It was ugly and it was awesome all at the same time. 17 possessions for each team. That is incredible. That's how bad both teams were on offense. It was three plays, punt it. Three plays, punt it. Uh, but damn you, Jets. And now I got to hear from all these Jets fans all week. Some weeks, the NBC game is segment one. Right. Some games, the NBC game is segment two. This week, it almost didn't make the show. Well, I was gonna we'll s- talk a little Chargers-Bears. <laughs> Don't a we have something little, else for segment very six? Very little Chargers-Bears next on PFT Live. For the future. I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part. I didn't do Wow, the Chargers sticking it to the Bears. Sticking it. 30-13. to 13. Who's the idiot that thought the Bears are going to win that game? Jeez, Damn I don't it. know. Damn. You, oh, but that's you, right. You actually were wavering. I was wavering. I did. I worried about the Bears being able to run the ball in the Chargers and kind of just making the game slow and chewing up clock and, and doing that. Uh, but, but, no, the Chargers absolutely outclassed them. There, there's no doubt, no doubt about that. Char- Chargers, we knew, had more talent. It's just about can they put it together? And, and are, are they going to do something to screw stupid, everything right, up? Right. Like, and, 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 you know, how different the game would have been. The first play. That first play. What the hell? I don't understand What's it. going on? Yeah. I mean, from the officiating to the coaching of Darnell Mooney, get up and run into the end zone. Every player should be told, until you hear those whistles blowing, if you've got the ball in your hands, get your ass to the end zone. Don't stop. Beautiful long throw. Catches it, not touched, Nobody not touches down by you. contact. Go, run. Nobody's looking around. They're letting the play go. And the There's officials no whistle. following it there. But yeah. Then they're, yeah they're somebody saying. else blew it because nobody was playing. So. And, and the Bears didn't throw a challenge flag. The Bears could have thrown a challenge flag. And they could have got the ball 30 yards up. They ended up punting the ball three plays after this. Instead, they should have had the ball. Even with this, they could have challenged it. Mooney, not down. And he runs out of the bounds kind of lazily lazily around like the 18-yard line. When James guys. comes over, he though, comes I mean, he would attack right? So he's at, but but that was three points, and yeah, I mean that's you know for it's a young a, it's team, something that they changes can change, the game, change right? Everything. Exactly right. Puts change a little everything. more pressure on them. Uh, yeah, that was a, a, a dropped or missed opportunity by the Bears. Justin Herbert completed his first fifteen passes on the night. He was thirty-one for forty in the game. Late in the game, it's like, why is he still in here with that finger, that middle finger that's just conspicuously wrapped? It, he was he was in way too long. You know, you got to keep that guy healthy. Uh, but and you got to keep this guy healthy too. Austin Eckler shouldn't have been in there late either. But uh, they just dismantled the Bears, and yeah. and it, it, it's a shame because I wanted to see Tyson Bajan have a big night, prime time. Wanted an exciting game. Wanted to be right. I was the only one in the yeah. panel that right. took the Bears, and 
our, our friend Big Cat was mad at me because he's a big Bears fan, and he, he knew that, he knew that wasn't it. a clean sweep. Right. He wanted the clean sweep. Yeah. If it's a clean sweep, then they would have won. Yeah, hey, yeah, sure, break. sure. Yes, it's all about that. It's all about us. But, we, we affected the yeah, outcome that's of the right. game. That, that was you know, just not the kind of style of game the Bears want to play. The Bears, like we said, they wanted to run the ball, get a little bit of an early lead, try to control the clock, make the game ugly. Chargers jumped out on them, and then that made Tyson Bajan and company have to throw the ball more, way more than they wanted to. When we return our 92nd Monday Night Football preview, the Raiders against the kneecap-biting, cannibalistic Detroit Lions. More PFT Live right after this. Monday Night Football, the night before Halloween. The Raiders and the Detroit Lions. Jimmy Garoppolo, due to play. Does it make a difference? I, I think it makes a difference. I do think it adds to the intrigue of the game. Now, what I what I really worry about is the Raiders' defense in this matchup. Uh, it, it's you know they're not super talented. They're well coached, but I worry about them. You know, once Detroit starts to run the ball with a little success, watch out because then the play action pass and Ben Johnson starts to dial stuff up like that to where I have a hard time thinking the Raiders' defense is going to stop Detroit on a consistent basis. Uh, and then yeah, Garoppolo though. You know, picking apart that Lions zone defense a little bit, I think it could at least keep it close for a while, but I think the Lions control the game. The key is how do the Lions recover from the 38-6 to shellacking they right. took eight days ago? Their schedule is very soft. They don't have many tough games left. They can win a lot of games. It's that Cowboys game week 17. That's the only one left that you look at and say they may have a, an issue. They have yeah. to go to Dallas for that right. one. They can really fatten up their schedule when it starts tonight. Yeah. They can't. They can you imagine what we're going to be saying tomorrow if oh. the Lions would lose this game? Oh tonight? no, I, I know. I, that's where you know I, I would be shocked with the way they played last week. It's a big bounce back game. Monday Night Football. Show everybody what you got. This Raiders defense statistically ranked high. They haven't played a good offense all year other than the Bills, and they put up thirty eight points on them. They will tonight. Enjoy the game. Yep. Thanks for some of your time. See you Tuesday. See ya. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's.